The service of evening prayer for the fourth midweek Advent service, December 22nd, 2021. The opening hymn is LSB 333, Once He Came in Blessing. Once he came in blessing, all our sins redressing, came in likeness lowly, Son of God most holy. For the cross to save us, hope and freedom gave. Now he gently leads us, with himself he feeds us, precious food from heaven, pledge of peace here given. Manna that will nourish, souls that they may flourish. Soon will come that hour when with mighty power Christ will come in splendor then will judgment render With the faithful sharing joy beyond compare Come then, O Lord Jesus, from our sins release us. Keep our hearts believing that we grace receiving. Never may confess you till in heaven we bless you. Again, we follow the service of evening prayer found in LSB, page 243. The Spirit and the Church cry out, Come, Lord Jesus. All those who wait for his appearance pray, Come, Lord Jesus. The whole creation pleads, Come, Lord Jesus. Joyous light of glory of the immortal Father, Heavenly, holy, blessed Jesus Christ. We have come to the setting of the sun, and we look to the evening light. 
We sing to God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You are worthy of being praised with pure voices forever. O Son of God, O Giver of life, the universe proclaims your glory. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who led your people Israel by a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Enlighten our darkness by the light of your Christ. May his word be a lamp to our feet and a light to our path, for you are merciful and you love your whole creation. And we, your creatures, glorify you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Let my prayer rise before you as incense, the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. O Lord, I call to you, come to me quickly. Hear my voice when I cry to you. Let my prayer rise before you as incense, the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Set a watch before my mouth, O Lord, and guard the door of my lips. Let not my heart incline to any evil thing. Let me not be occupied in nakedness with evil doers. But my eyes are true to you, O God. In you I take refuge. Strip me not of my life. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let my prayer rise before you as incense, the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Let us pray. Let the incense of our repentant prayer ascend before you, O Lord, and let your loving kindness descend on us, that with purified minds we may sing your praises with the church on earth, and the whole heavenly host, and may glorify you forever. Amen.
Our psalm is Psalm 111. He sent redemption to his people. He has commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. Praise the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. In the company of the upright in the congregation. Great are the works of the Lord. Studied by all who delight in them. Full of splendor and majesty is his work, and his righteousness endures forever. He has caused his wondrous works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and merciful. He provides food for those who fear him. He remembers his covenant forever. He has shown his people the power of his works in giving them the inheritance of the nations. The works of his hands are faithful and just. All his precepts are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever, to be performed with faithfulness and uprightness. He sent redemption to his people. He has commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it have a good understanding. His praise endures forever. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. He sent redemption to his people. He has commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. We sing hymn TLH 141, Enslaved by Sin and Bound in Chains. Enslaved by sin and bound in chains Beneath its dreadful tyrant sway And doomed to everlasting pains We wretched guilty captives lay nor gold nor gems could buy our peace, nor all the world's collected store suffice to purchase our release. A thousand worlds were all too poor. Jesus 
us the Lord, the mighty God, in all-sufficient ransom paid. O matchless price, his precious blood, for vile rebellious traitors shed. Jesus, the sacrifice became to rescue guilty souls from hell. The spotless, bleeding, dying lamb, beneath avenging justice fell. Amazing goodness, love divine, oh, may our grateful hearts adore the matchless grace, nor yield to sin, nor wear its cruel fetters more. reading from Philippians, the fourth chapter. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your moderation be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. A reading from Matthew, the first chapter. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. For that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. This, O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. In many and various ways, God spoke to his people of old by the prophets. But now in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. We're getting closer to Christmas, but we're not quite there yet. We have one more collect to examine. Stir up your power, O Lord, and come and help us by your might, that the sins which weigh us down may quickly be lifted up by your grace and mercy. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. 
Christmas for the world doesn't make much sense if you think about it. Bad news is the only reason many watch the news or pick up the newspaper. A comedian once quipped rightly, I think the news should just be called, here's what's wrong. And the local news should be called, here's what's wrong closest to you. The story of Christmas is the very opposite of bad news. Even with forgetting Jesus as the point of Christmas, the world twists the season to good news of joy and peace as gifts are given to families and families get together and the mean old Scrooges have their hearts turned toward their fellow man. So if bad news is the thing that sells, how do you explain Christmas? Brothers and sisters in Christ, you already know the answer. We rejoice at the news of Jesus' birth because this birth means death of death. It means payment of sin and the opening of the kingdom of heaven to all believers. So we don't miss the point. So we can enjoy our Christmas celebrations rightly and observe the holiday, that is, the holy day. We prepare throughout Advent. With all of the arguments you may hear this time of year from the world about Christmas being stolen uh, by the Christians and twisted away from the pagans and stolen from Saturn, the Roman god of the sun, or Mithras, a Roman god of mystery, you know the truth. Whether or not December 25th is the exact day of the birth of Jesus, it doesn't really matter. This time marked by more darkness outside is most appropriate to celebrate the coming of the true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Reading the scriptures, both Old and New Testaments, are of great comfort. I fear too often have some have this idea that there was a time when God's word and his church had free course, and there was no darkness or sin, and we pine for a return to that time. While it is true, we often misplace the time. The only time this was true was before the fall into sin. After that, Adam and Eve are driven from the garden. They blame each other and fight to be in charge. They teach this to their kids who learned it so well, one kills another. Noah and his family are the only ones saved through the flood. Abraham wanders around and loves his wife so much he tries to pass her off as his sister. Joseph is hated by his brothers. David is hated by Saul. The Babylonians take Israel into exile. Even the time of Isaiah is not one to which we really want to go back. Isaiah is writing to God's people in the northern part of Israel, 700 years before Christ. The Assyrians have overrun the land. They're destroying the villages and towns and decimating the population. Most of the people are sent far away as prisoners. The few left behind are impoverished and disheartened. It's a scene of total despair. In the midst of this chaos around him, God speaks through Isaiah. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. The people needed to be reminded God is not powerless. He has not abandoned his people. It was as though they were hearing Paul rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your moderation 
be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This great light is good news of great joy. It's the news of a birth of a king, and not just any king, but a righteous, divine king. Isaiah says so. To us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. What a contrast this king will be to the kings who came before him. Every last one of the northern Israelite kings was a usurper. Every one of them led Israel away to worship idols. Not one of them was a lawful heir of King David. Everything they did was evil and brought the wrath of God down on his people. But that's all about to change. The new king will break the yoke and rod of the oppressor. He will roll up and throw into the fire the bloody apparel of war. From the day of his arrival and forever after, there will be peace and justice and righteousness as he rules from the throne of his father David. Now, if you were God's oppressed people and heard this good news, wouldn't you rejoice? Isn't this the kind of news we all long to hear? Well, guess what? You know the punchline. This is not just lofty poetry from a bygone era. You are God's people, and this good news is for you. The divine king of whom Isaiah speaks has been born. His name is Jesus, because he saves his people from their sin. At his cross and the empty tomb, he defeated your enemies, sin, death, and the devil. He, not they, is forever in charge. The darkness of the world all too easily is seen in the bad news and the here's what's wrong today. Things haven't gotten much better. Religious freedom isn't just being threatened by our government, it's being taken away. Abortion still destroys thousands of lives every day. Idolatry is the religion of the land. The gap between rich and poor grows. Infectious diseases and viruses rule conversations, ravaging not just bodies, but also attacking peace of mind, making violent, offensive maneuvers to hope, all in attempts to kill joy. It's no secret. Times are dark. Brothers and sisters, since the fall, times have always been dark. The birth of Jesus is good news to all who are in the dark. It's good news of great joy because a king is born, a righteous king, a king who is in charge and who right now is carrying out his plan of redemption. By faith in him you overcome the world's evil no matter how dark things seem to be. We rejoice at the news Jesus is born because it means we have a savior. 700 years after Isaiah, when the events of the New Testament occur, God's people are still living under the rod of the oppressor. It's not Assyria anymore. Assyria has been assigned to the ash heap of history along with Babylon, Persia, and the Greeks. Now the oppressor is Rome. Caesar Augustus, the distant yet ever-present Roman emperor, controls Judea. Roman soldiers patrol the streets of Jerusalem. Tax collectors hired by Rome bleed the people in every town. Soldiers bearing shields and standards emblazoned with Roman gods insult the faithful as they worship at the Lord's temple. Has God forgotten his people? Will he ever remember his promise?
Like Israel in those days, we Americans think of ourselves as a special people. What other country in the world had ever before from, the, from day one been founded on the principles of liberty and the rule of law? Where else in the world can you think what you want, believe what you will, assemble with whomever you like, bear arms and criticize your government? Where else are you free to succeed or fail depending on your own ability and ambition? Nowhere. But we do like to think it's that way right here. It makes us feel proud to be an Americans. But how would you feel if tomorrow you discovered all your freedoms were gone? What if you woke up and learned you were now living under Sharia law, or that your elected leaders had all been replaced by officials appointed by China or Iran, or that a Communist Party official or a religious enforcer demurred you every hour of every day? This distress is similar to Joseph and Mary and the shepherds in the fields. You can see yourself there. These are sons and daughters of Abraham living in the promised land, a land given by God himself where their families have lived for 1,400 years. Here's what's wrong. Despite this noble and blessed heritage, you're not free. You're ruled by outsiders who hate you. You're a prisoner in your own land. Your only hope is that God will keep his word spoken through Isaiah, that he'll send the child, the promised heir to David's throne, the righteous king born to set you free. You cling to that hope. Years go by and all seems to be falling to despair when suddenly above Bethlehem's field blazing light explodes in the heavens. A holy angel appears. With terrifying voice he trumpets forth the good news of great joy that Jesus has been born. Can it be true? Has God at last kept his promise? Is this the miracle everyone's been waiting for? Well, you won't know unless you go to Bethlehem. Find the manger and see for yourself. And that's just what the shepherds do. They go in haste and find Mary and Joseph. And there's the baby, lying in the manger. What they'd heard with their ears, they now see with their eyes. And they leave rejoicing, proclaiming to all they meet the joyful good news. In the darkness of the shadow of death, the light is come. There is no need to be afraid. In the midst of, here's what's wrong, here, through his word and holy sacraments, what's wrong is made right. The payment for sin by the death of Jesus on the cross is yours, delivered to you in water, absolution, preaching, bread, and wine. Rejoicing in the Lord always, we pray. Stir up your power, O Lord, and come, and help us by your might, that the sins which weigh us down may quickly be lifted by your grace and mercy. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. We sing the Magnificat found on page 248. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from this day 
All generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things to me, and holy is his name, and his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. He has shown strength with his arm, He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent empty away. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his seed forever. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. In peace let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this holy house, And for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For Matthew and Brian, for all pastors in Christ, for all servants of the church, and for all the people, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For Joseph and Kim, for all public servants, for the government and those who protect us, that they may be upheld and strengthened in every good deed. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy for those who work to bring peace, justice, health, and protection in this and every place. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy for those who bring offerings, those who do good works in this congregation, those who toil, those who sing, and all the people here present who await from the Lord great and abundant mercy, let us pray to the Lord. 
Lord, have mercy for favorable weather, for an abundance of the fruits of the earth, and for peaceful times. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy for our deliverance from all affliction, wrath, danger, and need. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy for the faithful who have gone before us and are with Christ. Let us give thanks to the Lord. Alleluia. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Rejoicing in the fellowship of all the saints, let us commend ourselves, one another, and our whole life to Christ our Lord. To you, O Lord. Stir up your power, O Lord, and come, and help us by your might that the sins which weigh us down may be quickly lifted by your grace and mercy. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. O God, from whom come all holy desires, all good counsels and all just works, give to us, your servants, that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey your commandments, and also that we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may live in peace and quietness. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Taught by our Lord and trusting his promises, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Almighty and merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve you. Amen. We sing hymn TLH 551, Son of my soul, thou Savior dear. Son of my soul, thou Saviour dear, it is not night if thou be near. O may no earth-born cloud arise to hide thee from thy servant's eyes. When the soft dews of kindly sleep, my wearied eyelids gently steep, be my last thought how sweet to rest forever on my sail. 
Savior's breast. Abide with me from morn till eve, for without thee I cannot live. Abide with me when night is nigh, for without thee I dare not die. If some poor wandering child of thine has spurned to day the voice divine, now, Lord, the gracious work begin. Let him no more lie down in sin. Watch by the sick, enrich the poor with blessings from thy boundless store. Be every mourner sleep tonight, like infant slumbers pure and light. Come near and bless us when we wake, ere through the world our way we take. Till in the ocean of thy love we lose ourselves in heaven above.